Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Married life can be filled with twists and turns, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Gary. And I'm Joe. And we are your hosts for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about sex and intimacy, communication and conflict, and so much more. We hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. And today we're kicking off our very first episode of this podcast with the world of the married. No, we're not talking about some K-drama series by the title. Instead, we'll be taking a candid look at the whole new world couples enter when they cross the wedding threshold into marriage. Being married solemnizes and having conducted between us hundreds of weddings over 10 years now, one thing we've observed that all couples have in common is that no one married in order to get divorced. Weddings are happy events that typically last only a day, a weekend, maybe in some cultures up to a month. And after the fairy tale wedding, the couple lives happily ever after. Or at least that's how it's supposed to be, or maybe how we expect it to be. But given the increasing divorce rates today, it's obviously not so easy to stay married and be always in love. Today, you know, when we think of marriage, people might think that it's better to be single and happy than unhappily married. I think the way we are brought up plays a significant role in how we view marriages. Coming from a family of divorce where divorce was quite rampant in my father and, and the siblings, you know, it was the pattern that I was used to. I was fearful going to a relationship because of the whole divorce factor. So uh, I think that also shapes the way a person thinks going to marriage. When we do our marriage preparation and marriage training, whenever I always ask the same question, um, how are your parents' marriage? Is it positive or negative? And those are very often those who say their parents are either together but not together or divorced or something. Very often their perspective of marriage is shaped and you know, warped by uh, whatever experiences they've had. So culture, I guess, does shape the way we view and approach relationships and I guess also our family of origin. I come from a pretty intact home, but I do recall that even in my family, when I looked at my parents' marriage, it wasn't the model marriage. They had arguments at home and that they would have co-wars and maybe sleep in different rooms. Uh, but if marriage is so key to the family and the basis of all relationships, don't you think, Gary, that we actually do need to talk more about it? Definitely. Marriage is hard work. It's working hard at something. If you want something to thrive, if you want something to grow, you need to keep sowing into it. And it's not just having a great wedding, but it's what comes after your wedding day. So don't just start well, but we finish well. I think it's easier to have a great wedding than to have a great marriage. And, and actually, you know, even for Gary and myself, despite being perceived as uh, maybe even marriage experts, we're actually not very expert and we're not much different from other couples. Yeah, I don't like that title because it puts a pressure on me to be something sometimes I'm not because the reality is regardless whether you're a marriage expert, professional trainer in marriage, all of us go through the similar issues. And I haven't found in all these years of being married and working with couples who are married, I haven't found any original or new problem that uh, a couple face. Everything they face, we've gone through and mentors ahead of us have also gone through. So Gary, you and I have been married for... 22 years? Happily married about 21 years. <laughs> the first year of marriage was lots of arguments, 
fights and disagreements. It was a lot of tension. It wasn't the happily ever after. In fact, it made me question, is this what marriage is supposed to be? And a lot of it is because we just needed to iron uh, many things out uh, from dating to really living with each other 24-7. Uh, it forced us to have to deal with things that we never quite dealt with when we were dating. And of course, in our journey, we didn't start off that well. <laughs> um, definitely the first year of marriage, which is typically known as the honeymoon period, wasn't so honeymoon for us since uh, we practically argued every single day. What do you think would have helped us? And maybe this would help other couples who are listening today uh, to know about the world of the marriage if we had actually known about such things before actually getting married. A lifetime of love and romance requires intentional effort and attention. Yet in times of busyness and with overwhelming priorities to tend to, our marriages can often take a back seat. No matter the state of your relationship today, we want to help you and your spouse thrive. Check out Connect2, featuring specially created experiences and resources, our favourite selection of articles, top hits on our podcast, date ideas, conversation starters and more to address the issues that are keeping you and your spouse apart and to help you rekindle the joy of pursuing one another. Visit www.family.org.sg slash connect to today. I think we are different because th theoretically we may know but when you're living it out it's a different matter altogether. Yeah, but I think having marriage preparation did do some <laughs> preparation for me when going to the relationship because it equipped me with certain skills and certain tools uh, that when I faced a conflict, when I faced an issue with communication, at least I knew certain guidelines and certain uh, boundaries I needed to adhere to, to to help the relationship. I know that for me, Apart from family background, obviously we had some differences in our family background, even though I think the commonality was that neither of our families spoke Chinese at home, mm. <laughs> which is not good news for our child. Uh, but apart from family background, of course, we are pretty much different in personality and we've gone through different kinds of experiences even prior to meeting each other. I think what really maybe shocked me <laughs> was just the reality that just simply because we are men and women, we are wired so differently. I read in Dr. James Dobson's book, What Wives Wish Their Husbands Knew About Women. He said this, men typically derive self-esteem by being respected, whereas women feel worthy when they are loved. And then he goes on to say, if a woman is to have the contentment and self-satisfaction necessary to produce a successful family, she needs the constant support and respect of the man she loves. I know sometimes we think that, you know, all men need is respect. Although I know that's been key in our marriage and in relating to you, I've learned maybe the hard way about that. Um, but definitely, you know, I do know that part of the feeling of being loved by my husband is to know that I have your support, Gary. I think everyone needs love and respect. Um, it's not just a male thing, not just a husband thing. Um, but likewise, the husband needs to respect the wife. Um, but also at the same time, love her, uh, you know, uh, fulfilling, satisfying her emotions, uh, caring for her. Those things seems like you're looking much more for than just the word respect and how I perceive respect. I guess in my perception of what respect is like, don't say anything or that will 
make me embarrassed in front of people, you know, or you question me. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's my perception rather than the reality. I don't think you're deliberately trying to disrespect me, but in my own mind, it could mm. be seen as disrespect, but actually it's not. So that's also, we just need to learn to communicate a little better, to grapple that, okay, we have differences in how we interpret certain things, just like reading the, the book, right? The line with the respect and love. It is different in how we will read it and how we interpret the what respect means to each of us, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think for me, if as long as you tell me that, you know, you you love me, you appreciate me, and despite the fact that I put on weight after 22 years of I think it makes more <laughs> just saying telling you I love you versus I telling you, Joe, I respect you. It just has a different feel altogether. Maybe I respect you in your job, in your work, but respect you, I don't know whether it means something to you. But well, you maybe if I heard you know, I respect you from co-workers or from, you know, my staff at Focus on the Family. Mm. Uh, it would mean more to me uh, than having it said by you. But mm. I think from my husband, I would like to be told that I'm still beautiful, mm. uh, that even with the bulges here and there, Definitely. that you love me all the same, if not more than the very first day we met. Definitely. I think just like the word respect, if I say to you, oh, Joe, nice food, I respect you. For that. It just doesn't quite cut it. Uh, yeah, by telling you I love you and appreciate you uh, for just caring for the family, I think it means a lot more. I think likewise for me, if you tell me, Gary, I respect you. Um, I don't know, I respect you for what? Like cooking something? Like, for a good father, I respect you. I don't know, for me, maybe personally just hearing, I love you, I affirm you, and I'm grateful for you, it means more to me than just the word, I respect you. I recall that when we were in our 10th year, we you know, thought we should practice what we preach and we did uh, what's called the couple checkup, you know, relationship inventory. And we got a shock. Yeah, the results were not what <laughs> we were expecting. Because by the time we were already doing marriage workshops uh, quite a fair bit. And when we did this, we thought it would be fun. And then when we saw our answers were quite different, our expectation and reality was quite different. It caused tension. I still remember we were at the Botanic Gardens, in one of the cafes, and we were going through the couple checkup. One area of we, we scored quite differently was the area of communication. Mm -hmm. um, I felt we were communicating well. <laughs> you ranked it very low. So we were both upset as a result of that and had a conflict uh, because of that. Yeah, and I will say that, you know, if there's anything that we've learned, it would have been helpful to know it beforehand, before we got married, is that marriage is also continual work in progress. Because I think I'm in continual work in progress and so are you. Uh, just today, before we <laughs> came to this podcast, uh, we had our yet another breakdown in communication. And this is after 22 years of marriage, my gosh. Mm. I do think that, I mean, I like this quote that's from that very same book by Dr. James Dobson. You know, this is a good marriage is not one where perfection reigns. It is a relationship where a healthy perspective overlooks a multitude of unresolvables, or if I could rephrase it. I suppose, you know, we have a good marriage when we can overlook each other's flaws, <laughs> when you do things that aggravate me and irritate me, uh, even when we have conflict, right? But we don't just stay there. Uh, we can work through it, uh, knowing that we are not perfect and there will always be conflict even till today. It's always more rewarding to resolve the conflict than to dissolve a relationship. If there's anything I remember, just when we're dating and trying to figure out all the baggage I've had coming into relationship, one of our marriage mentors who said this, remove the word divorce from your vocabulary. Mm. Uh, and that, I think, 
was the most significant thing in my marriage prep to remove that because there was always at the back of my mind coming from the background of full of divorce fearful that my would my own marriage would end up in divorce but removing that straight away shaped the way i entered and progressed in the relationship that regardless of how difficult how painful how challenging uh, times would be mm. um, i would still work hard on the relationship well in each podcast we actually address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage and we have a question today it says this why should i stay married when i'm no longer in love i think love there are different components of love the the greek philosophers they have the three definitions they if they call the agape love which is the highest form of selfless love unconditional love and commitment just like we have in our marriage vows in sickness and health till death to us part that's the kind of sacrificial love um, they were referring to then there's the philia or thorge uh, where you get a brotherly love of friendship uh, mm-hmm. like just like you could get the word philadelphia and then eros or erotica uh, where it's about passionate love that comprises of romance physical intimacy and sexual intimacy i think men husbands like the eros definitely <laughs> 10 upon 10 correct <laughs> But we all we need all three in marriage, so we can't just say because we're not having um, that kind of uh, erotic love or that kind of relationship means we are ha- we're having a bad relationship. But we need to look at the three aspects of love for a relationship to be strong. So, in other words, you know, when we say I'm no longer in love with my spouse, it's really coming down to what do you mean by being in love, right? Because if Being in love is not just the emotions. It's not just the feelings. It's not even you know just the erotic, passionate love. That I guess there will be uh, good times and there will be not so exciting times. <laughs> um, uh, but it's really the love that is unchanging, almost like the agape or unconditional, selfless love, right? Where we essentially continue to commit to the other person with our head, not just our heart. And because of that commitment, we work through and maybe rekindle the familiar feeling of being in warm companionship and being affectionate to each other in terms of storge love, or rekindle that chemistry and get sparks to fly again. Marriage is a guaranteed investment. We need to keep working hard at it. And like I said in the beginning, if you sow well, you will reap well. So for us in the relationship, when we make our vows in singles and health, that that to us part. For richer or poorer, it means that everlasting commitment we will have for each other. But it requires hard work. And maybe that's the real big thing that couples will need to hear before they get married. I don't think anyone really told me about that. I mean, we were told about the ins and outs, but mm. really, I think after 22 years, I have to admit that uh, it is hard work. It's hard work even to kind of swallow my pride and to say sorry to my husband. And to work on things that he doesn't like, like the glare in my eyes, because that's disrespectful to him. <laughs> Not disrespectful, just scary. Well, <laughs> <laughs> to have love for a lifetime, remember we got to keep loving for a lifetime. Well, on the next Connect Two podcast, we'll be diving into a series about intimacy matters, and we'll be talking about sex. My husband's favorite topic is <laughs> sex underrated in marriage. 
Uh, what does erotic, passionate love look like for a married couple when they are newlywed or five years down the road or even after the kids are all grown? Can romance still exist with the kids running around the home? For more marriage resources, you can visit our website, our blog at www.family.org.sg blog. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more helpful family life tips for marriage resources. And if you have a question on marriage that you'd like us to address on the podcast as we did today, you can always message us on social media. So talking about intimacy matters, if you're looking to reinvigorate your marriage, check out our upcoming Best Date Ever event for couples on 20th and 21st August. Head over to family.org.sg slash best date ever. Sign up now. Thank you for tuning in. Do follow and subscribe to the Connect2 podcast. Until next time, have a great week with your loved ones.